will always have that if conversation. Whether it's just kicking it with the fellas, you know, talking at the barbershop, you know, having debates on Twitter, etc. We will always have that if combo. What is the if combo? Well, if certain situations, um, you know, things altered, you know, or didn't go that way, you know, that that rebound bounced that way, or that shot didn't go in. But what about the if uh, that a lot of people think of all the time, which is, you know, certain players not playing alongside other certain players, or this player didn't get drafted to this team, or... You know, this, that, and the third. And that's what I'm here to discuss with y'all today. Uh, and that is life without Scotty. Now, life without Scotty isn't just directed towards the whole relationship and career uh, bond between Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan. No, life without Scotty is I have a few I have a few athletes uh, that I can mention almost in the same situation. So first, I want to talk about one of the most highly respected Hall of Fame running backs of all time, well-respected, um, played for a legendary roster, which I believe was one of the best rosters to ever play for in NFL history. That, my friend, is Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith is arguably, probably top 10 running back of all time. You know, I strongly believe that he he's not number one. I believe Barry Sanders is that with style. And if Barry would have played long enough, definitely would have shattered some records. Uh, you got some people that love sweetness. You know, a lot of people like Jim Brown. You know, some people may even like OJ, Thurman Thomas, you know, Earl Campbell. It's a, it's a lot of running backs we had. But me personally, I love Barry Sanders. But it's not about Barry, it's about Emmett because Emmett achieved a lot as a running back. Probably one of the most uh, achieved running backs of all time. But what if Emmett didn't have that offensive line? And what if he did not have Troy Aikman? See, there's a lot of things that you have to factor in there. Aikman was a, to me, Aikman is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's a well-respected quarterback. He knew how to handle that Cowboys roster. Um, and let's not forget about that offensive line. That offensive line shit, they damn near Hall of Fame. And behind that offensive line, between the, between the years of 91 through 95, Emmitt Smith did this. 91, in the year of 91, he rushed for... 1,563 yards, total of 12 touchdowns, okay? The following year, he rushed for an extra 200 yards and six more touchdowns. You know, 93 and 94 was somewhat similar. I think two-yard difference, uh, you know, two-yard difference. Uh, nine touchdowns in 93 and 94, he had 21 touchdowns. But, yo, in 1995, my man Emmett rushed for 1,773 yards. Yo, 25 total touchdowns. That's major. That's real major right there. Now, the reason why I brought up Barry before is because 
You know, Emmett Smith, he played roughly about 15 years. Of course, you know, your last your last maybe three to four years, you're not the same running back. You're not. You know, the, a typical running back uh, career lasts about somewhere between seven to nine years. You know, he had, yo, he kept he kept it going for 15. That's huge. That's real huge. Uh, and he ended his career with 18,355 yards and 164 touchdowns. Now, the reason why I said what if he didn't have that line is because when I look at my man Barry Sanders, you know, he played only 10 years, only 10 years, and he actually, he, he was actually only 3,000 yards behind Emmett. Only, only playing, only played for ten years. Fifteen thousand two hundred sixty-nine yards, ninety-nine touchdowns. But peep this: in ninety-four, he rushed for one thousand eight hundred eighty-three yards, seven touchdowns. And then in ninety-seven, which was probably his biggest, his biggest season in his career, he rushed for over two thousand yards. Okay, eleven touchdowns. So. <sighs> Not only do I feel like Barry is a, a way better running back by a landslide, but I don't think Emmett would have been able to come close to that if he played for any other team other than the Dallas Cowboys. They did an excellent job protecting uh, Aikman. They did an excellent job, you know, uh, creating those holes and blocking for Emmett Smith. But what would Emmett Smith be without that offensive line? And you got to keep in mind that there were other weapons around. You know, you had Michael Irvin. You had, what, Jay Novacek. They had cats over there. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like, it wasn't like Barry that was over there in Detroit. And you probably had, uh, uh, you, you had one, uh, one, one receiver over there. And, uh, and uh, oh, what was his name? I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. But I want to say Herman. Um, and, of course, like that line was terrible. How many times have we seen Barry run, you know, run back five yards just to gain, you know, twenty twenty five, you know, and in the open field, good luck. You're not catching him, you know. Didn't have really like he wasn't really a speedster, but you wasn't going to catch him. And in the open field, you can you might as well just chalk it up. You might as well chalk it up. Emmett Smith, on the other hand, was a he was um. I wouldn't say I didn't see too many moves come from Emmett. He ran with a lot of speed, with a, and a little bit of power. Uh, he, to me, Emmett was a basic back. Honestly, honestly, he was a basic back to me. You know what I'm saying? And with that line, without that line, he becomes maybe an average or below average running back if he goes anywhere else. So you know that's life without that line right there. Moving along, moving along, we have, uh, you know, a lot of people's going to like this one, but Kobe without Shaq, and you can say vice versa, you know, there, as a Laker fan, man, I hear it all the time that, you know, Kobe wouldn't have had as many rings if he didn't have Shaq, right? Um, he got two afterwards, they like to throw in a whole Gasol. But look, Gasol is not, if you look at, if you look at the NBA history and you look at the players that, the more dominant um, 
alpha male type player. They had to have a sidekick or whatever you wanted to call him. You know, MJ had Scotty, you know, Kareem had Magic, or Magic had Kareem, either or, you know, and then you had the Kobe and Shaq thing going on. So who was the sidekick? Because when you pretty much when you look at the numbers, like doing like doing the Lakers three P between two thousand and two thousand two, Shaq and Kobe put up killer like killer numbers. Not even including the playoffs. Like between two thousand and two thousand two, Shaq had was averaging twenty eight point seven in two thousand. 27.2 in 2001 and 27.5. So basically the same in 2001. Kobe in 2000, 28.5, 25.2 in 2000, and 30. He was averaging 30 in 02. You know, so it was pretty much a balance. You know, it was pretty much a balance. You know, they they wouldn't outscoring each other by much. It was either two, maybe three points at the most. Okay, then you want to go to the playoffs. You want to go to the playoffs during that three-peat. You know, Shaq was in there averaging 30 points a game through the next three, during the next three um, um, playoffs. Kobe, on the other hand, his first, that first year, 2000, he was averaging 21 2001, 29, 2002, 26. So really the only big gap was when Shaq was scoring 30, 30.7 in 2000 and Kobe was scoring 21.1. It's still not far off. It's it, 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 it's still not far off. You know what I mean? So like, and then when you look at the rest of it, when you look at the rest of the career, so Shaq went on to play for Miami. When he was playing for Miami, he was averaging 18 points a game. Kobe, on the other hand, was averaging, like, that was at back in 2006. In 2009 and 2010, which were championship seasons, he was averaging 30 and 29. 30 and 09, 29 in, in, uh, in, in 2010. So, like, there wasn't really a, not only wasn't there a fall off, he's, you know, he went up. He went up. Now, now, cats want to throw in the whole Gasol thing. I understand where you're coming from. So let's look at those. In the 2009-2010, um, Gasol in the playoffs was averaging 18 points a game in 2009. 19 points a game in 2010. During the season, in both seasons, 2009 and 2010, he was averaging 18 points a game. Now, I'm not saying Gasol is not a hell of a player. I'm not saying that he's that he won't be Hall of Fame, but what I'm in what I what I am saying is that it was 18 points a game. <laughs> a lot of cats could come along and score 18 points a game. He happened to jail with Kobe. He happened to fit in that system and everything worked out. But to sit up here and say that Shaq or Shaq didn't need Kobe or Kobe needed Shaq, I don't know if that's a valid I don't know. I can't roll with that. I can't roll with that. And then to use Gasol just to, you know, try to try to add extra because, you know, Kobe did get two extra rings without Shaq. And to say, well, he needed Gasol, bro, those are 18 points. Now, in the league, that's a lot to an average to the average player or to uh, uh, the average Joe on the street. 18 points is a lot. But there's a lot of players out there that I that we can pretty much guarantee 18 points from. 
during the season and during the playoffs. I mean, my man Gasol didn't crack over 20 points during the championship run. I'm like, again, I'm not taking anything from him. But if y'all want to talk about numbers, I normally don't like to talk about numbers. I just like to look at the style of play. I like to look at the momentum. I like to look at the chemistry. You know, I like to look at stuff that's basically, you know, basically common sense. Now, you have to factor in a lot of points and, you know, a lot of uh, statistics and stuff like that because it's pretty much going to help the arguments, and that's all the facts that we need is, is basically the points. Well, I just gave you all the points in that first three-peat with the Lakers. So who needed who? You know what I mean? Now, how many rings would Kobe get without Shaq? He got two. Now, in that first go-around, how many would he have gotten? I don't know. Maybe one? Maybe two? I don't know. Because there's a lot of things that you got to factor in. You are taking away, you know, damn near almost 25 to 30 points uh, a game. You know, and Shaq is arguably one of the most dominant bigs in the, you know, NFL, I mean NFL in the NBA history. So I can't take that away from him. But one of the best bigs in, in, in the world. You know, but Kobe, arguably the best two guard behind MJ. So, you know, I mean, like I said, if y'all want to bring them numbers, we can bring the numbers. We can talk to numbers all day. But as of right now, it's looking like we made the right decision. And I don't know if we needed Shaq as much as, you know, people say. Moving along, Braun without Kyrie or Wade. Now, see, this is the thing. I'm not. I'm not. I don't even have to. I don't even have to come with numbers with this. I don't even have to break down none of the you know uh, number facts to this because both of this was all eye tests. You know, without Kyrie taking over late in the fourth. I mean, I won't. You do you realize? In the finals, I forgot which game it was, but I remember I betted on it that these they both scored forty points. You know that <laughs> that's the bulk of their and without without Kyrie cracking forty, like they they're going to lose without him hitting the big shot over Curry, they're going to lose. And the thing is, we we all appreciate Bron, we all love his game. We know that sometimes he might shy away from the opportunity and then we sit up there and give him a pass because we know he's not a selfish player, but he'll make the what they call the correct pass in the right situation, but it does it actually hurts his career because if that person miss, then what? You know, so we've seen it time after time. The rebound bounced the right way, gets right into, you know, you know, Bosch kicks it to uh, kicks it to Ray Ray, and is you know, lights out. You know, and then you got you got of course you got Wade. You know, Wade had won the championship prior to you know prior to you know the big three being assembled. You know, so um, I would say without Wade, I mean to say without Wade is to say that. Bron doesn't go to Miami. If Bron doesn't go to Miami, I don't think I don't think Bron gets. I don't know if he gets a ring. I don't know. As of right now, he has three. Has one of the worst finals records. But I'm not sure if he. I'm not sure if he gets a ring. 
right now, because of how much I respect him, I would give him one ring without Kyrie and without Wade. Maybe one, you know. Maybe they figure it out in Cleveland where they build a roster and, 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 and he gets one. But, I mean, to be, you know, truth be told, we don't really know because he actually left. He actually left, grabbed two, and came back, you know. And when he came back, he had a he had a guard there that's arguably shit. He might be one of the he he could be throwing himself in the in in the mix with names for um, you know top closers of all time, you know. So what if that's life without Kyrie? That's life without Wade. Okay. Next up. Uh, before I bring up this, you know, this couple, I, I want to say shout out to Philadelphia. The Eagles, they got their first little championship trophy. <laughs> they finally got one. They finally got one. But I want to say this, y'all. Stay humble, okay? For y'all go a whole nother 99 years <laughs> before y'all get another one, okay? Other than that, man, congratulations. Y'all knocked off who some consider the GOAT uh, of all quarterbacks and coaches and that leads me to my next couple and that's Brady without Belichick life without Belichick <sighs> we also we, we we often have a talk about system quarterbacks um, and system players in basketball period you know I was just on above the rim and we were talking about Kawhi Leonard is he a system player so we talking about system players or players that we consider you know system players all the time do I think Brady is a system player? I do. He has never played for another pro team. And um, so, I mean, honestly, we wouldn't really know. But I don't I don't see him. I don't see him respecting anybody outside of Belichick for one. And two, I don't see him. I don't see another system working for him, period. And for him to go somewhere else and to excel, I don't think that's possible either because the Patriots' whole the, they, their whole thing was to make sure Brady was protected, and they didn't surround him with, you know, with great receivers, Hall of Fame receivers. I, I mean, except for one, but they did surround him with hungry, grimy type receivers. You know, Wells Welker, Edelman. Um, you know, they did have Moss at one time. They had. They had a lot of cats that wanted to be great and wanted to stay on a winning team. I will say that. So I don't necessarily give him a pass because he didn't have, um, you know, top of the line name players. But football is about heart. It is about who wants it more. And they went out there and found those type of players. So if I had to tip my hat, I'll tip my hat to, to the, to, to the, you know, to the front office because they knew what they was doing. But at the same time, I think if you put Brady oh, at with any squad with a top-notch number one receiver or a solid two receiver, I'm not sure if he gets five titles. Without Belichick, with, um, you know, basically without Belichick, Brady doesn't start. You know, I don't, I don't, within that system, yeah, he might excel in that system. But if he was to end up in, with, in a, with another team with a different roster, I don't think we're looking at Brady as the GOAT. 
You know, I'm I I will go as far as saying this. I don't think Brady will win any rings without Belichick. Uh, I can't say vice versa. I can't say that because I think Belichick is a great coach, and I think he can put together another championship roster outside of the Patriots, which might come because they just lost a Super Bowl. I think his time, I think his bromance with uh, with Tom Brady is is kind of fading away, and we kind of knew that he wanted, you know, gar- gar- how you say the thing in name, Garoppolo. <laughs> um. I felt like he wanted him. He was grooming him for, you know, whenever Brady was ready to leave. But Brady's talking about playing another three, four, five years. Belichick is not having that. But Kraft ain't having what Belichick is talking about. So he might move on. You know, we don't know. They just lost a defensive coordinator to uh, to Detroit. So I think I think I think the Empire is finally falling. And so if Belichick leaves and Brady still wants to play another three or four years, this will be interesting. We're going to see life without Brady and life without Belichick. Okay. Last but not least, um, MJ and Scotty. Life without Scotty Pippen. Man, let me tell you. Um, I was on D Murph show, the Why Not Sports podcast. This was probably maybe about three. Maybe about three weeks ago, three, three and a half weeks ago. Um, and, and I brought this question up. How many rings would MJ win without Scotty? And we all agree that it wouldn't be six. And I think the most, I think D. Murph gave him maybe three, two or three. I'm going to say two. I'm going to say two without Scotty. Because I don't know. we Look, this is the thing about it. We can sit up there and, and, and say how many rings he would or wouldn't win. But honestly, we don't know how the roster would look. All I know is that Scotty played a huge part on that roster. Like, especially, especially in the first championship, when you look at the numbers, MJ put up crazy numbers in the playoffs and different playoff series and things like that. But when you look at game-by-game game stats, like, he needed Scotty to pick up to help pick up that load. You know, Scotty won no slump. Scotty was over averaging 29-9 in, uh, in, the, in the Lakers series. He was out there hooping. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, I, of course, MJ was out there scoring probably like 30, 31 a game. But... If you take Scotty away, I don't think and and don't get me wrong, D Murph himself said that wouldn't change MJ's legacy. But I don't know though, because in you know, the average MJ fan, their argument is the first thing that they hop to is a six for six. But if he doesn't you know I mean, does he even get to six finals? And if he does get to six finals, we all agree that he wouldn't win them all. So that means that perfect record goes out of the window, you know. And I think because of what he was able to do, because he was able to go six for six, I think that helps. That helps. Not just the MVPs, not just the final MVPs, but the actual trophies that came along with it. The actual jury that came along with it, six for six. But if he doesn't doesn't win six games and it only... 
he only gets about what two is he still the same MJ that we look up to now me personally I don't think MJ is the greatest of all time I think it has to go to Kareem if you want to go stats wise if you want to do that but I, I can't be mad at everybody in Chicago. I can't be mad at the whole East Coast. I can't even be mad for the for the MJ fans out here West that say, you know, he's the greatest basketball player I've ever seen. I'm not. I don't have to argue. I can argue it, but I'm not. You know, I don't have to. I don't have to because you're right. He is one of the most shout out to Monique, most decorated <laughs> players of all time. The greatest. You know, but I could also make a case for other players. The thing is, that's what we're going to go for. That, I mean, that's what the MJ fans are going to go for. They're going to go for the six for six. They're going to go for the finals MVPs. They're going to go for the the regular season MVPs. I mean, you you could always throw in the style of play. He had this, probably the second best um, unguardable shot, and that even, that's even behind Kareem. You know what I mean? It's hard to defend that shot. The Jordan fadeaway, shout out to ball sports, ball sports. The fadeaway and the hook shot, two shots that are just hard to guard, you know, hard to defend, period. But I don't know. Me personally, man, I, I really think that um, without Scotty and even, I mean, it was some other players out there. You could throw Rodman in there. Ron Harper was a huge contributor. Um, Tony Kukoc. You know, the the thing that the Lakers and in Chicago shared was the same coach, Phil Jackson. So I could sit up there and say, you know, the whole Chicago roster, life without Phil, Lakers, life without Phil. But in this case, I'm going to say Scotty because I think Scotty helped MJ more than more than people think. I think he doesn't get enough respect. Um, at one point, he was an MVP candidate. He did carry a team to the playoffs. And I think if he would have had the opportunity to have his own squad and to have players surround him, then he could have won. You know, I think he could have won. Now, going to going to, building that roster in Houston didn't work. You know that it, that just didn't gel out. Portland one didn't didn't it didn't it, they came close, but it didn't work. Um, Yet and still, neither one of one, neither one of those franchises belonged to Scotty. Scotty became part of those franchises in Houston and in Portland. In Chicago, that was his team while MJ was gone. You know, so it, it, it's it's kind of a different thing. But like I said, man, MJ is yes by far one of the greatest players that ever played the sport. And no, everybody can't do it. Nobody can do it by themselves. LeBron can't do it by himself. Kobe can't do it by himself. MJ can't do it by himself. Magic can't do it by himself. Nobody. Bird can't do it by himself. But you have to pick a majority of the slack. You have to show that in certain in certain moments, you can't control the game. You can't go win a championship for your franchise. But at the same time, you will be just as the grace, as the gods. You know what I'm saying? Without your role player, without your guy, without your second ammunition, where would you be? And I think a lot of a lot of these superstars, these these uh, Hall of Famers, would you know them numbers will come with them numbers will come down. But the the thing is, where do you place them after that? Because I don't think Braun has three rings without Wade and Kyrie. I don't think. I don't think Shaq has 
um, uh, three rings with the Lakers if Kobe is not there. I don't think MJ has six rings if Scotty is not there. I don't think Tom Brady gets any rings without Belichick. I really don't. If you really sit sit there and think about it. Matter of fact, Belichick might not win, probably even come close to five rings if he chooses a different quarterback. You know, what if they didn't what if they didn't uh put Tom Brady in and they put whoever the third string was at the time? You know, just because maybe maybe in practice, you know, they were neck and neck and they just decided to roll the dice on this particular quarterback. What if Tom Brady would have got a late start? You know, so that's all I'm saying. Life without Scotty. Life without Scotty. We never really know. We will never really know because it never happened. You know, when 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 MJ ended up leaving, we know he just couldn't give up the game. He wasn't the same MJ. When Scotty left, and like I said, when Scotty left and went to uh, Houston and then Portland, that was a different team. They were, they were, they were, that was a those were teams trying to win championships, not just a one two punch combo. You know. Uh, like I said, with Kobe, you know, I, I, let's flip it around. I don't think Kobe, Kobe damn sure got two without Shaq. So we at least know that he's going to get two, you know what I'm saying? But what does he get between 2000 and 2002? I don't know. I don't know. Let's just say he gets none. He'll still have one more than Shaq, but that's even if Shaq went to Miami, you know, uh, Shaq couldn't win with Penny. He came close, but nah, not close enough. You know, so there it is, fellas. Finally, I got the, uh, I thought of this topic a while ago, Life Without Scotty, because like I said, in those barbershops, in those sit-downs with the fellas, we always have those talks about who, you know what I'm saying? We always have those uh, uh, those talks about if or when or why, you know, and so that that's basically where I came up with uh, Life Without Scotty is that, if this didn't plan out, if this didn't work out, this, you know, this, that, and the third. So, uh, yeah, I just went on a rant, uh, a rambling, <laughs> a rant right there. But, yeah, life without Scotty, those are my, uh, those are my opinions. Those are my opinions. If y'all got any feedback, you know what I'm saying? I know where to send the feedback by now. Still got that hotline open, 909-536-2636. Your boy, BTG, Overrun with BTG. Oh, and leave me a five-star review. I don't ask for it much, but, you know, lately I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. And I'm like, yo, y'all right. I need five-star reviews, too. All right? Before I start slandering y'all damn team. <laughs> like, I, like, like I said, shout out to Philly, but y'all need to humble yourselves. Philly and uh, who else? Who else? Mm, I want to say the Rockets. The Rockets. Y'all, the Rockets is playing good. I like it. I like it. But just like I said, as long as CP3 is is putting up anywhere between 25 to 30 points, I don't think they're going to make it far. I think he's going to get burnt out. So, yeah, shout out. Look, shout out to the Rockets. They doing good. Shout out to Philly for winning their first championship. And uh, I hope y'all, hey, look, I ain't going to hate. I hope y'all get many more. Just not just not more than the Raiders, okay? <laughs> All right, y'all, open run with BTG, and I'm out.